welcome to Grace Next, Devotions at the Piano with Marlene Jenkins Cooper. I am your devotionalist, and each Monday I will share a brief devotional based on the scripture, the theme, reflection, song, and prayer. Let's go to God together. Today's theme is the woman, and our title is The Virtuous Woman. Our scripture references Proverbs 31, 30, and 31. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done. And let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Recently, we celebrated one of the biggest celebratory holidays on the annual calendar, Mother's Day, which occurs in the United States every second Sunday in the month of May. We celebrate all types of mothers, birth mothers, mother-like figures, foster mothers, stepmothers, godmothers, aunties, grandmothers, grandmother-like figures, and the like. We honor them for all that these women have done and continue to do in our lives. As I thought about Mother's Day, I asked myself to note five women or mothers in the Bible. Of course, my mind came up with more than five, but I'll stop at seven. One, Mary, the mother of Jesus. Elizabeth, Mary's cousin. Three, Eve, first wife and mother created by Jesus from the rib of Adam. Four, Lot's wife. I'm not sure why she came to my mind, but she did. She's not one of my favorite people in the Bible. But when I thought of mother, she came to mind. Five, Hannah, my favorite woman in the Bible. Six, the lady with the lost coin. Seven, the Shulamite woman, whose son was sick in the Old Testament and put her son on a donkey and went to find Elisha. What can we learn from each of these women in the Bible? Believe it or not. All of the women that I just mentioned have wonderful qualities, and some women have not so wonderful qualities that are mentioned in the Bible. The Shulamite woman's story is found in 2 Kings 4, 8-37. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Her son told her that he had a headache, a very bad headache. This woman jumped into action when her son told her he didn't feel well. Verse 24 says, Then she sat up the donkey. This woman jumped into action when she heard her son was sick. Verse 24 says, Then she sat up the donkey, and she said to her servant, Urge the animal on. Do not slack the pace for me unless I tell you. So she set out and came to the man of God, at Mount Carmel. This mother told Elisha what was wrong. Elisha laid his hand on the child's head as 
he laid in the bed. He went up and laid on the child, verse 34 says, putting his hand on his mouth, his eyes on his eye, and his hands on his hand. And as he stretched himself upon him, the flesh of the child became warm. Then he got up again and walked once back and forth in the house and went up and stretched himself upon him. The child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. And then he summoned Gehazi and said, Call this Shulamite. So he called her, and when she came to him, he said, Pick up your son. She came and fell at his feet, bowing to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. Amen and hallelujah. What a rejoicing time. This mother advocated for her son. This child, this woman knew that her son could be healed. She went and asked for a healing for her son. Mary, the mother of Jesus, had the experience no other mother has had. She birthed the Savior of the world through a virgin birth, raised him, see him do miracles and teach, and then be persecuted, die on the cross, and rise again from the grave. Then teach some more, preach some more, and later ascend into heaven where he sits at the right hand of God in heaven. No other mother has had to experience this except Mary. Because of living in the 21st century saints of God, we, we have support groups where every type of problem or situation other mother might experience. There's support everywhere. Facebook groups, Instagram groups, clubhouse groups, groups at the hospital. Mary did not have, but God equipped Mary to go through motherhood and raise her son, Jesus, the Savior of the world. Elizabeth didn't have a Facebook group either or a hospital support group for new mothers, but she had Mary, her cousin. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was her support group. Mary visited Elizabeth in Luke chapter 1. In verse 41, it says, When Mary heard the greeting of Mary, in verse 41, it says, And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Wow. Verse 56 states, and Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. Elizabeth birthed John the Baptist, the man of God who was given the task to prepare the way for Jesus. Mark 1 3 says, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare you the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Then we have my favorite woman in the Bible, Hannah. Hannah was barren, unable to conceive a child. She went to the temple and prayed and prayed and prayed. She prayed so much that the priest, Eli, thought she was drunk. Really, Eli? Drunk? But God opened her womb and she birthed a son and named him Samuel. First Samuel 1.20 state, Wherefore it came to pass, and the time was come about after Hannah had conceived that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord. Then there's a lady with a lost coin. In Luke 15, 
8 to 10, Jesus tells us a parable, which is an earthly story with a heavenly spiritual meaning. He tells a story about a woman who had 10 coins and lost one. She looked and looked for it until she found it. She asked her friends to rejoice with her when she found it. In verse 9 it says, And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and say, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost coin. Jesus tells the people in verse 10, In the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. In verse 10, Jesus tells the people, In the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Key point, heaven rejoices when a sinner repents. One of my greatest joys as a vacation Bible school director is when one of the children accepts Christ as a personal savior in the classroom. During the closing assembly, we invite those with the reading of their names to come forth in recognition of their acceptance of Jesus Christ into their heart. The VBS erupts in loud clapping, screaming, and glorifying God with praise for those who have repented and have come to ask Christ into their heart. Praise the Lord. Now there's Lot's wife and the mother of two daughters. I don't know Lot's wife's greatest quality. I'm so sorry. She's known for not obeying the Lord's direction. Lot and his wife had two daughters with poor behavior. So we won't talk about that today. You can read about it in Genesis 19. Today we're just talking about Lot's wife. God had to punish and destroy the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah because it was so wicked. God told Lot to take his family and leave before he destroyed destroyed those cities and not to look back. In verse 17 of Genesis 19, it says, as soon as they brought them out, one of them said, flee for your lives. Do not look back and don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountain or you will be swept away. Well, I guess you know what happened. Lot's wife couldn't help herself. She looked back see the city. She must have wanted one more look and then she turned into a pillar of salt. Oh my, my, my. Why don't we obey God when he tells us to? When we don't obey God's word, punishment and consequences occur. Next, the first woman, the first mother, Eve. God created Eve from the rib of Adam after a deep sleep. Eve bore three sons, Cain, Abel, and Seth. She was Adam's wife. She is known for being the first woman, the first mother, and for convincing Adam to eat up forbidden fruit from the tree of good and evil. Now, no one made Adam eat that fruit, but he ate it. But she did enter into his mind. In Genesis 3, 2, it says they were told not to eat of the tree. Now, this is before, now, of course, this is before she became a mother. It was just her and her husband at this time. And henceforth, because of her disobedience, Eve and the rest of the women on the earth would have pain in the childbearing process. Eve, I blamed you for my 14 hours of child labor while having my first daughter. As I'm writing this devotion, I realized all these ladies conceived sons except Lot's wife who had two daughters. There are many books written about the women of the Bible, the good ones and the bad ones, but we all can learn lessons from each one. What is our legacy? 
What will people say about us? It is my desire that my legacy is one of serving the Lord in all that I do with a clean heart. And it is my desire to bring more people into the kingdom of God. Man or woman, what will be your legacy? I am blessed to still have my 89-year-old mother with me. Her legacy is being a woman of excellence, a true woman of God, loving wife, and a servant of God and a woman of prayer. I could go on and on, but I'll stop there. Proverbs 31, 28 says, Her children arise and call her blessed. Yes, sisters and brothers, my sisters and I call her blessed. We are blessed to have her. My sisters and I call her blessed. We are so blessed to have her and the body of Christ as well. My hymn of choice is Great is Thy Faithfulness by Thomas Chisholm and William Runner. I was asked to sing on Mother's Day 38 years ago. At that time, I had been a mother for two months. For a new mother like me, those two months were epic, mind-blowing, and I had to learn to trust God for every motherly experience from breastfeeding to getting the baby joy to sleep from fevers and the rest. I sang Greatest Thy Faithfulness that Sunday morning. God helped me sing that song because I cried through the entire song as I reminisced of his faithfulness to me. 38 years later, my testimony is extremely different. Older and wiser with another set of experiences. God has been faithful. New mercies I see. All I have ever needed, thy hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness.
Let's go to God in prayer. Dear God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the lessons that we have learned from the women in the Bible. Lessons that we can use in our own lives, male or female. Help us to follow your word. Help us to do your word. Help us to be people of prayer. Help us to repent. Help us to tell others about Jesus so they might repent and find you as their personal Savior. Father God, once again, help us to follow the word of God. We pray for each listener today. We pray for those mothers that are grieving. We pray for those people who are listening that are grieving because their mother is not with them today. Help them as they go through this time of grieving and just comfort their souls. Father God, we pray for the women that, that need to forgive their mother, things that they have done, and they're holding on to it. We pray that mothers will forgive their children for the things that they have done. Father God, we just ask you to help us during this time. It's supposed to be a time of rejoicing, but there are sad there is sadness sometimes during this time. We pray for each and every listener as they go through their day. Bless them, God, in my prayer. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on Grace Notes, Devotions at the Piano with Marlene Jenkins Cooper. Make sure to visit our website, MarleneJenkinsCooper.com, where you can connect with us. While you're at it, if you found value in this podcast, we appreciate if you click on the button to subscribe or follow and give us a rating wherever you listen to your podcast. Or if you simply tell a friend about the podcast, that would help us out too. If you like this podcast, you might want to check out our book, Grace Notes, five-minute inspirational devotions for the church choir, musicians, and friends of music. Be sure to tune in on Mondays for our next episodes or devotional. God's grace is sufficient for each of us. Blessings. Blessings.